Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Creating a, 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 a spirit of inclusion, um, can never be classified only by I'm just listening and never interrupting versus actually receiving what somebody's saying and maybe even finishing each other's sentences or feeling what somebody's about to say and being on the same page. And, um, but they're those principles that we mentioned, they're learning all the time. They have that mindset to make learning that may feel more neutral or less dramatic. Um, and, but they're learning and, and actually <laughs> I was laughing at what we were also talking about before we started the session, when you were talking about the whole Zen thing, which yes. I, I wanted to push your buttons for, cause you expressed it <laughs> with such great passion and, 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 and logic. And um, I think that that, was a very important thing because uh, we are also ostracizing, you know, there's so much promotion going on with the Zen and speak quietly and softly and listen and, 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 and that we are, we are, we are extricating or expatriating certain, 
Um, I'm all for you making up words. But yes. That one's a stretch for even you. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're ostracizing certain emotions. And then, so we're creating a, a, a an unintelligent, an emotionally unintelligent catch-22 situation. Mm-hmm. Because real emotional intelligence allows us to be in the midst of and process any kind of emotions. Yes. I think what you're referring to is when I said that we are raising a generation of uh, individuals because of, and I've, hey, I'm I'm all for hate mail on this one. But because of participation trophies, yes. we have, uh, because we're so afraid that our children are going to have a bad negative emotion or reaction to losing, instead of being a parent who helps them through all emotions... We are trying to be parents who take away and remove those bad feelings. But it's all part of, of the learning process. And we are, we have and are developing a t- entire generation who are bad at uh, compromise. They're bad at competition. And they're also really bad at, um, well, I mean, now I have too many other ones losing. in my head. They're, they're bad at losing. Right. They're bad at reworking the situation to actually come, you know. So there's there's an example of failure. They're losing. They've lost. But it's, again, it's we can remove the stigma of the loss for a your, a learning process. We, you know, we have to learn how to, in fact you know, deal with those emotions that come up and those emotions are important to learn from. Right. Unless we're saying that we're we're giving you a trophy for being a happy loser. That that's that's one way to look at it. Um and 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 the real definition of competition has to be more sort of self-applied. Today I wrote a comment. I mean I've had this term in my mind for a long time and I know this is going off a little bit on a tangent, but I one of the one of the main focuses of cognitiveology is for us to redefine a whole lot of terms. So, which yes. is why one of our books is five hundred pages long, right? Because we've had to redefine things in according to real brain development. So, people like to talk a lot about intuition and following your gut, um, whereas there's so much more to intuition than that, right? And um, I I I wrote a post. Did I write that post today or yesterday? One of the things I was saying about intuition is that intuition can be a real nag, like your mom. And I said, maybe that's why moms and intuition go together so well, most of the time. Um, but the thing is that you have to have more than your in, intuition is applicable, applicable to everything. So it has to be diversified. So if you're only relying on your gut or maybe your heart chakra to to let your intuition talk to you, you're missing out on a lot of messaging you're missing out on a lot of the cosmic gossip that you need that will be useful to you to get um uh, one of the ways that i've wanted to describe for a long time so i said it on linkedin today so or yesterday 
Yes, today. Sorry. So it's. I'm it's saying okay. it twice in the They're same gonna hear day. They're going to this a month later. They're going to so what, what you've Exactly. But my point <laughs> is that uh, I was listening. I'm cross-referencing a lot of thoughts going through my mind because I was listening to a lot of stuff on artificial intelligence and some of the stuff that people think that you know, intuition is a natural amenity. Yes. So why people think that we will get more telepathic or be able to, you know, with technology helping us when technology would be unable to do that unless that was a natural mechanism of the universe. And we would be unable to do it even with artificial intelligence if there was, it was completely non-existent to have that mechanism within us organic, organically. Right. So, um, and uh, just the same way that if you were to get a prosthetic, you might be just, it might be for a whole arm or it might just be for a finger. It might be for a knee. So there's going to be artificial intelligence incorporated in that. If you correlate it with the part of your body that it is, it still needs to be intuitively artificially intelligent. Right. So why does that piece of prosthetic get to be intuitively intelligent while your own knee would be incapable of intuiting information for you. Because different parts of the body are going to represent different things. Your whole body is involved in cognition and intuition because intuition and cognition in human brain development, they go together. So um, my grandfather could in fact uh, predict the weather with his knees. Okay, so, so you know. there you go. So there's some <laughs> right, and then you know if you if you were a blind deaf person like Helen Keller, she had to learn sign language that just went inside the hands. Right, right. So that that's a language thing, and language is learned in mostly intuitively. So um, you were talking about another part of the body. So all parts of our body, both our physical body and our spirit body, our, our, our chakras or, or whatever it is, the third eye, they're all parts of, 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 uh, your intuition and they're all parts of your cognition. So uh, a lot of the knowledge we receive, one of the great aspects of intuition is to receive knowledge that's completely, uh, unrelated to anything that you already know or have experienced or have a viewpoint on or perspective or experience. So um, to me, the funny thing was when I was listening to all this stuff again, that people were talking about with technology and telepathy and everything like that. And one day you'll be able to just think what you need and there'll be a mini, I guess like MRI thing in your phone and it could translate from your mind the picture that you're trying to convey and the words and we'll send out the text to the other person or we'll send a combination of a picture word thingy. Okay, that's great. So you could telepathically communicate with your technological device and or if you're really lucky and good, you'll be able to just organically, naturally, telepathically connect with someone else even on the other side of the world. So if we take that, now when we talk about information transference, this is where I'm going to move the whole thing over to say the term that I've been wanting to say for a really long time that I'm going to finally say today. So when we talk about self-improvement, and again, we're going back to this thing that we talked about last time where, you know, we said, you know, there's a saying, if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And what we're saying is, yeah, but if it's broken, let's fix it. Right. Let's 
you know, instead of taking, you know, young human beings and breaking them and then fixing them after just because we're really good at fixing, does that really justify that? Otherwise, we have to come up with all these wondrous things like we have come up with to fix broken adults. Right. Generation after generation, rather than just let's make children unbroken from the beginning so that we can use most of our intuitive intelligence from the get-go which is what amplifies all of our cognitive abilities and our talents. But um, in the world of self-improvement, one of the major themes is always like, okay, you have to self-love, okay? Right. So if you have to self-love so that you can really properly love another person Mm -hmm. and let them love you yes, and give yourself the love that you need, rather than ex- the other person is loving you because they want to love you. But that has, to, it, it, there's a parallel with them loving you because of the way you love yourself. So you make yourself lovable. So by the same token, we're looking for, w- when it comes to relationships, we talk about, you know, being self-love and not just being needy or clingy to another person, expecting them to fill you or complete you or all all, all that type of thing. You really have to be in a point of self-love. But then when we talk about the E equals MC square of commens- commensurate definitions or the parallels and the, the standards that have to be incorporated so that we have a, a consistent way of defining one thing or the other. So when it comes to self-improvement or self-love or relationships, we... We, we discuss these things, we discuss them over and over and over and over again. And of course, we keep reiterating self-love because does, do people automatically do it? Well, they're unable to do it because we were made to believe we were unlovable right. so much when we were young. So it's reiterated over and over again. So this is one of those things where um, it should stick because the idea is intuitive, but it never sticks because... It has to be done intuitively to begin with when you're young. So intuition has to be intuitively developed. So in the whole break it, then fix it later thing, those things go together and they work together because they support each other, but their, their basic formula is flawed. Right. So, um, but my point was that if we have to self love, then we also have to be able to self-telepath. And that was the term that I wanted to use to describe intuition. And um, just in the same way you could send a message to somebody in a variety of different ways, does it have to be only one way? I mean, are we still using Morse code? Right. But Right, you know, sure. Uh, um, so we have, to, we have to be able to self-telepath. So my point was that when I wrote about intuition and if people, if they're in people's intuition, are, if you only have one way to interpret into intuition and this interference and there's going to be, it's like, if you really feel like you can trust your gut, but you have a gut that's really unhealthy, that's interference. Right. Right. So you have to have more than one way to process your intuition. Right. right. And in the same way there has to be, different ways for somebody to get a message to you. But if you think that your gut is telling you something because it sounded like one way when there's all this interference, 
but you actually chose a decision that was inconsistent with what your intuition was really telling you, either because your ego was making too much, um, what do you call it? That noise that radios make, right? (laughs) Static Static interference. Um, Either your ego is getting in the way with static and, you know, interfering resonances um, or your body's inconsistent with the actual mechanisms or resonance or frequency of intuition. Then it's easy to make, it's easy to think that your gut's speaking to you. But if you decide to follow what you what you believe your gut is telling you, it may turn out to be true. And that's a good thing. Right. And if you can remember that feeling that came with it, even though your physical gut might've been upset at the time, then that's something to really, you know, make, put a tick on, put a check on. Right. Um, Other times people will fail to follow the message that their gut is telling them or their intuition is telling them. Um, they're failing to properly self telepath because those informations are coming from the universe, from the energy of the cosmos too. Um, and so if you choose the wrong decision, other than what your intuition is actually, it's going to come back and nag you, you you know, it's going to flick you upside the head and, and and all kinds of other stuff. So that's, that's an important thing. So the same way we have to self love is to also self telepath. We have to be able to perform self telepathy mm-hmm. with ourselves. And um, that's all I have to say about that today. Okay. <laughs> we have run quite a number of uh, topics by you guys today. So we're going to give you a rest because uh, it is over the time that we normally take. And I we hope that you have a lovely bunch of holidays, whatever holidays you might be celebrating. Uh, keep it healthy and happy. Yes. And I wish you all the best for this end of the year and the beginning of the new year. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye.